Everyone, synchronize your mics now. Okay, you guys talk about nationals. Well, that was quite the way to lead into it. That was man, that was that was smooth. (laughs) (laughs) So this year, uh, high cap nationals was in St. George, Utah. Love the range; it's beautiful out there. The weather's nice, and there's no humidity. That was awesome. And the sun is not really a, a factor there. It doesn't come over the berm weird or anything. Um, let's see. Open and PCC shot the first part of the week. So that was basically didn't matter because we don't shoot those divisions. And then me and Jason shot carry optics nationals together on the same squad, which was also the limited nationals, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And see, for me, uh, it was it was a lot different match than I was initially expecting. Um, it was still it was still a good match. I was just I was prepared for some weak hand, strong hand stuff, and surprisingly, there wasn't anything with it. Jason, how about you? What were your thoughts on the on the beginning of the match? Um, well, this was my first nationals, um, so I. Didn't have really any expectations, but I expected to have weekend strong hand. So I was surprised there wasn't any of that. Um, um, I thought the same thing about the weather. It was pretty nice. Um, it was really dusty other than th- that was the only thing, but that was not the weather. That was just the wind that picked up and the, the dust out there. But uh, uh, I thought it was a good match overall. Um, it was, you know, I don't know. We're going to get in this now, but it was a little bit more. There's some things that I was not, I haven't really experienced. It was like only my seventh or eighth uh, major match, anyways. And so some of the stages were more than more difficult, if that's the right word. It's maybe technical is a better word. Jared's probably thinking, like, what are you talking about? This was straightforward. But there was a lot of stages where you could see multiple targets from multiple positions and, you know, you didn't want to double engage and forget. Uh, and, and or forget targets uh, as you left that position. So um, not, not seen a lot of that. Most of the stuff I've seen is you just shoot uh, what you see from a certain position and move on. And the and then the technical part of the stages that I'm used to is what position to go to in what order. So it was a good match. And we mentioned where y'all finished. Uh, Jared uh, was 13th, and he got me again uh, <laughs> by about the same amount of points and percentage. Uh, I was 16th. So does this mean that Jared is a 1% better shooter than Jason? Definitely, definitely <laughs> means that. Definitely means that. Uh, I, would, I would say, being that I saw Jason shoot every stage Jason shot, I think I got him on consistency and the marathon because definitely I, his good stages were uh, definitely more often than my good stages, but his bad stages were a lot worse than my bad it, stages. And they were more often as well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it's it is definitely. I actually thought the same thing while we were out there, Jared. About halfway through day two, I was like, okay, I'm not really used to shooting two day matches, um, much less three day matches, and um, not used to having to kind of constantly be on um, uh, whatever on, um, I guess on 
uh, and the memorization of it and the visualization of it. And um, I think day two, like day two, I started out, I thought extremely well on stage one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of went down from there. Actually, I think I shot the next two stages okay, pretty decently. And then it went down from there. So stages one through three, I, one, I, st- I shot really well. Uh, but anyway, um, on day two, what got me is I wasn't, um, I don't think I was paying attention enough. I was kind of like, I don't know what I did. I just unawaringly got in this caught up in this. I'm just sitting here talking and shooting the crap and, and I need to be out here constantly. And so, and then, um, got sidetracked on another issue. And on our last stage of the day, I walked up to it, which I was going to be the third shooter, walked up to it and completely couldn't remember what I was going to do. Cause it was a fairly difficult I don't know if Jared would think it was a difficult stage. The one where I blew, I just completely didn't engage the target. Um, but for me, that was a difficult stage because I haven't shot a lot like that. And you just had to kind of get an order in and, um, and, and it wasn't hard, but when you're not used to it, I made it hard. Uh, I, at my experience, I made it hard myself and I was sidetracked mentally. And um, so basically what I did was when the guy, I couldn't get a stage plan during the walkthrough, just couldn't get it figured out. And I uh, basically asked one of the guys on our squad, what are you doing? And he told me, and I planned it in for the next two shooters. And <laughs> and uh, this sounds like a, a recipe for success. And um, <laughs> and of course, I forgot completely forgot a target. So that did not end well. Now going, that was day two. But start, I'll backtrack a little bit. And on day one, I felt like I started off really well, even on the first stage. And the nerves uh, never really got to me uh, because when we walked the stages, Jared, I'm sure you felt the same way. But you're like. I can do all this. There's nothing here I can't really make a uh, nope. shot. You know, I practice a lot and felt pretty confident. So the nerves at match time never really got me. But uh, I was anxious for the weeks and days leading up to it. And uh, even the days of, I would get anxious a little bit, but I would just talk myself out of it. But uh, yeah. anyways, overall, it's a good match. So how many, like, how many stages would you consider – that you didn't shoot the way you wanted to? I don't know if it was half of them, but I looked at um, practice score, and on the first day, well, I had a middle, middle error, big middle error on the first day, too. Um, forgot to chamber around. That's pretty important. And you, in the first shot, I had to go down to one of the low ports. There was two stages with a low port, and you had to go all the way down. And so I forgot to chamber around, and... Then I went to rack the slide and for some reason didn't really get a good grip on it and didn't rack it back and then did it again and missed it again. And so on the third try, I finally got it racked. So that had to cost me quite a bit. But uh, on the first day, other than that stage, I shot most of them very well. I had a top three finish, a top six finish. And then aside from the one where I forgot to chamber around, they were all like under top 15. But um, so I would say a good, there was 21. So I'd say a good, seven to eight for one reason or another just didn't have a um stay uh, day three for instance i um missed an engagement on a swinger that just was you know rushing off the swing off the popper uh mental error had plenty of time rushed it and then i on the next stage rushed out of a position and clipped a or hit a mic had a mic over the target and then on the three round per stage it was only one stage in the entire match it was three rounds um, I just went Ricky Bobby and uh, <laughs> had one going the I, again, left that position 
because I had to do a reload on this stage and Jared didn't because he could get more rounds in his mags. And um, so I pushed out of the position to get my get moving so I could get that reload done, get to the next position and finish shooting and clipped one in the wall. Mo just moved, shot while I moved and uh, hit in the wall. So I'd say seven stages probably were, you know, would have liked to have been a little bit better. But I noticed it, like I was saying, Jared was a lot more consistent and I think his experience uh, got him, uh, helped him. For like for my match as a overall picture, um, I felt like I got off to a pretty poor start the first day. Uh, second day I shot pretty good, and the last day I had a couple of errors but shot fairly well. But as, as a whole for the match, uh, I just felt off the pace, and I don't know if it's just if I just wasn't uh, trained up good for it or if I'm just slower. I definitely felt a little bit off the pace. Like, my stage times were, were off a little bit. Um, but of, of stages where I truly just – I made a mistake that was controllable, that cost a lot, there there was basically four of them. Uh, I lost my dot twice, which was very evident, and it will be evident in the match video when I post it. And then on my uh, second to last stage, I threw two mics that there was no excuse for. The one I should have – called correctly and the other one shouldn't have been a mic either um but as a whole I, i'm not upset with my match i mean 13th is still pretty good um yeah. it's, def it's definitely my best finish in nationals i just uh obviously you always want to be better but as a whole i was i was pretty happy it was fun shooting with jason and everybody as well yeah so how many stages do you think you had that you felt could have gone better um about that could have gone better that's pretty much every stage you shoot i mean there's always something you could have done better of, of stages that were controllable that i could have improved like that were truly had a big enough mistake that should not have happened there was about four it was truly controllable and should not have happened mistakes right just like mental mistakes yeah like loosen the dot um the, the two mics on that on my second to last stages that that stuff was controllable and should not have happened yeah you had a top three finish on that stage i think you had that's the one you had the, the 10 hit factor on yeah the 10.5 dude that was killer yeah that was uh, the that was the one that you you had kind of the one target shot in the middle and then you shot three on the right three on the left yeah. that stage yeah. that stage went very well went yeah. really well yeah i'd say yeah stage three yeah, killed it. Uh, you guys looking at scores? I don't even have them up. I, I just was looking them up because I couldn't yeah. remember which one that was. I think I the think key of that one was you just kept moving on that middle position where I like I I posted up I think and that cost me. I think I think I had two stages that were over ninety percent or three. Um, but with looking through my scores, I, I felt off the pace a little bit because I shot decent points, but I had a lot of stages that were below eighty percent. Yeah, and. I should have had more in the mid eighties. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you know, four or five points here, four or five points there, adds up to a lot of positions in a twenty-one stage match. Yeah, it does, and that's what makes it hurt even more when you have like a train wreck stage where you you, you might drop, you know, sixty points or something to the leader, mm -hmm. and then. 
like if it's someone that's close to your skill level, you're like you're trying to claw your way back out five points at a time. Yeah. So I had two mics on that second to last stage, so that's you know that's thirty match points just poof gone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I um I learned something as well on a, one of the low port stages. Um, the way so what they did was is they rearranged um just the start positions on most of the so there's 21 stages there was one stage that was completely different from the first match to our match that so that stage was completely different 100 the rest of them were very close if not identical target presentations but just altered start positions so on both of the low port stages they started with the stick on let's on both of them on the left side of the stage and all they did was just put that stick up against the freaking low port on our match so which which they in my mind they should have made the first match have one up by this low port and then the other one back away and then they just could have reversed those two and so both matches would have had kind of the same uh one that was far, far away from the low port and then one was by it anyways it's no big deal but um, it, it changed the stage significantly. So when you have a low, you have a start point right by a low port, you know, in a long stage that you had to go a long distance, it's pretty much mandates you go there somewhere, somewhere at some point early. And um, so one of them was really, I, I had to go to it and get back up. So I was just trying to figure out how to go down to it and how to get back up. And the optimal prone shooting for fat guys, um, it wasn't prone shooting. You just kind of went down to a knee. And so what I went did is I went down to a knee, braced myself with my left hand, and leaned over and gangster-styled, gangster-style aimed. Well, I've never shot that way before. So imagine you're on your knees, you're bent over, your gun sticking out gangster-style, and you pull the trigger. Where do you think it's going to happen with your dot? I didn't realize this until it happened. I lost my dot on every shot and every tra- and then the transition. You had to shoot two targets. Then I got up and ran. So what I learned, though, is um, don't turn your gun. (laughs) And it's simple things that you're like, yeah, idiot. But when you've never done it before, sometimes something that's so obvious isn't that obvious to someone that's never been slapped in the face by it. You want to know another nice thing about that stage? One of those stages? Everybody on our squad shot it backwards. Um, I I was talking to Matt later on, and – uh, the entire super squad went to the left and they shot left to right, and it was fast. That's, awesome. That's <laughs> so awesome. We definitely made the wrong decision. Yeah. And I think some of it is, uh, I think there was definitely some group fake in the squad. Like, yep. Because we had a we had a broad mix of skill levels in the group, so there was definitely a few guys who were just kind of tagging along for uh, on some of the harder decisions like that on what the rest of us did. Right. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that when Ben showed me his video later on uh, at the awards, I was like, "Crap, he went all the way to the left," <laughs> and then ended there. So, and that's the yeah. one his sight came off on. Yeah, that was definitely the uh, the right choice to make. But yeah, you know, well. it's a uh, it's a hindsight's twenty twenty thing. I mean, you, you learn something from it, and you'll take that into your next match. Exactly. So, hey, at least y'all uh, finished ahead of. Mason. Yeah, I would have been very sad if a one-armed man beat me. <laughs> I didn't know what to think about that because I was like, this guy is so good, I, but I surely he, he's got one arm. He Surely he's not going to beat me. <laughs> However, I don't want to talk, you know, he beat a lot of folks, so, um, but. 
Yeah, he's stupid good, man. Yeah, it's it's um, it's amazing. Yes, he yeah, is, he, is, he is very good. He uh, he's definitely still shot well. Yeah. So and Max, I mean, that he killed everybody. I mean, I mean, I know Casey was close to him, but yeah, and Casey's obviously you know studs well, but so those guys. Inter- interesting thing on Terry Optics is I think the the difference for Max is you know he's the first serious open guy to jump into carry optics full time and not mess around with other stuff. And he is, he's like, he's a long way ahead of everyone else. KC yeah. is also a serious open guy who has been dabbling in carry optics and was very close. Yeah. Uh, Nils is catching up, but Nils comes from iron sights. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. I think it's definitely interesting. I think when you watch Max, I mean, he looks like he's shooting a freaking open gun. He does. He really does. So, anyways. Yeah, it's impressive. But I don't think there was anything out of the ordinary. I don't know. Jared, did you see anything that was noteworthy? No, I mean, it was – I mean, it had a good mix of different stuff. I mean, there were some activated sequences with multiple swingers and stuff. Um, stages had some, some of the stages had pretty good options on how you would do things. Um, the, the house was kind of a memory stage, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a stupid memory stage so that, you know, if somebody didn't know what to do and they just shot everything they saw, they would have double shot like three targets, but they would have hit everything. So it was, uh, it wasn't bad. No. No. I actually like the house stage. That was by far the most memory stage thing I've ever shot. Um, you know what I mean? But like you said, if you would have double engaged everything, you would have only probably shot three targets twice. So wouldn't yep. have been horrible. I, and that stage went very well for me. I think uh, it was my last stage. I think it was like stage 14. Yeah. And, and uh, I think it was uh, over 90%. So I was pretty happy with it. 90, no, I got you pulled up 92.35. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a good run on it. Yeah. I like that one. I guess my favorite stage, though, um, I don't know. It's probably stage, and I'm not picking one I did the best on, but it was stage one. I did well on it, but uh, my best stage, I think, was stage 21. But uh, it, was a good, it was a good match overall. I, it was, like I said, but it got, oh, we didn't really, it was so du- dusty. We were on PM, AM, PM, and definitely PM got, the, got more wind. And on the first day, it was pretty dusty. And it was pretty windy. Um, but on day three, um, it was so windy and so dusty that, I mean, the dust was just in the air swirling around, and it was blowing over poppers and activators constantly. So that was fairly annoying. Yeah, that's annoying. Real annoying. Mm. Yes. That would be my biggest. But there's nothing you could do about that. So that's not like the match staff was at fault for that because they weren't, so. Obviously, yeah. it happens, but you know, I'll, I'll take it because so I spent uh, I was in St. George from the 21st until the 29th, so I was I was there for quite a while. So, overall, though, what I really like about that area is you have uh, all the national parks around, and I mean, we got to do quite a bit of sightseeing, and see some you know, quite a bit of the countryside there. Fortunately, we didn't make it to the Grand Canyon, but I much prefer what there is to do outside of shooting there compared to, like, 
Other places? Uh, I've been, yes. Yeah. But we do need to talk Chad into hosting nationals in Tulsa. Yeah. That place was pretty cool, St. George. I didn't go to the parks like you did. I was kind of tired. That was another thing that kind of – I wasn't used to it. And so mentally and physically, I just kind of wanted to chill. But uh, even just driving around St. George was kind of cool. Um, uh, really cool area. It's kind of interesting, kind of unique. And um, But uh, so, yeah. Uh, and I kind of agree. I would love to see Nationals at um, Tulsa. Oh, one last thing. On the way back – I didn't. I wanted to see something, so we're like, let's go see Hoover Dam because we had plenty of time. So we drove into Hoover Dam or drove to it, and it's on federal land, and I didn't realize that. And so as we drive up, we see a, I see a sign that says no firearms. I'm like, well, we're not carrying firearms, blah blah blah. Like we're not concealed carrying or open carrying. Then we get in line. There's a couple cars, you know, and I'm like, I see another sign. I was like, no, that says no firearms. Firearms, you know, that's that's more of a no. You can't have them in your vehicle, like. <laughs> and of course, we can't really get out of line, so we pull up to the guy, and he's like, "Yo, I mean, fire!" First question he asks us, and we're like, "Yes, we do." <laughs> and he's like, "Go over there." And I was like, "Oh man, I hope this doesn't go." You know, hope they don't. Of course, the other guy that he waved us on to was like, uh, he yelled, "He's like, they got firearms!" And I was like, "Oh gosh, we're fi- fixing to fixing to hit us. They're fixing to swarm us." And of course, they the guy he's like, "Oh, you guys, you know, this is federal property. You can't come on to federal property with firearms. You're going to have to go turn around." And so we turned around. So we didn't get to see Hoover Dam either. So we just drove down the strip twice. <laughs> That's all we did. <laughs> it's pretty lame. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. It's no longer a highway, is it? Uh, they they opened that other bridge or whatever. Okay, Dam. so that's what I didn't understand. I was like, don't didn't you used to drive across it? Used to uh, okay. after after nine eleven. I think it was after nine eleven. They got they feared like terrorist attacks and they they chased it. So. Um, I yeah I I wouldn't even think about that. We I don't think if we'd have went, we probably wouldn't have had firearms in the car because we were we didn't take them when we went back to Vegas because uh, Missouri can still carry permits not valid in Nevada, so I didn't bring a carry gun. Okay. So yeah, so I wish I would have saw more. Um, definitely got plans for next year, and they've already announced. You know, it's in uh, frostproof. Um, Joy. Yeah, I've heard, not heard anybody say they like. Well, I did hear people say they like Frostproof better than St. George, but uh, I think I don't, I don't think Frostproof is really that bad. I think the problem is we end up in Frostproof like twice a year. Gotcha. And it's one of the few ranges that will take any major match that they get asked to take. So, well, but that match is also notorious for you're going to get. Um, you're sh- I, I'm assuming you shoot on one side, then you go to the other side, then you shoot on the other side. So it's a back and forth. So it, you pretty much AM, you're going to get some some sun in your eyes. And then if you're PM, you're going to get some sun in your eyes. And it's you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of crappy because it's like, you know, too late now to rotate the verms. And who knows why they got built that way. But there's probably a good reason. But uh, that's, the, that's the gripe I hear about it. That and it smells like sulfur. <laughs> So. And it's also Florida. And it's also Florida, so it's probably hot. One, and one big perk that like St. George has is that Vegas is one of the few spots in the country where there's always going to be a direct flight from pretty much any major airport. So it's convenient to fly to. But on the same token, you either fly into uh, Orlando or Tampa, Tampa for, frost, for Frostproof. So generally about anywhere is going to have direct flights there, too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Are either of you, you're, uh, Jeff, you're shooting low cap nationals, right? Yes, I am. Excellent. I will see you out there. You're not going to let Tim beat up on you again, are you? Uh, I'm not planning on it, no. Good. You better beat up on that short little shrimpy guy. <laughs> I will also see you at low cap nationals. I'm going to shoot production and see if I can figure out how iron sights work. Well, I might not see you then. I'll be out there the whole week. <clears throat> oh, okay. Cool. Uh, she, she's going to set a booth up, so people yeah. should make sure should make sure they come by and see us. Um, yeah. I think I think production shoots first, right? Yeah, they shoot production and L10 shoot together. Yeah, so I'll be shooting the first part of the week, so I'll be at the booth during your match. So people should come up and see us. I'll do it. We'll have a uh, we'll have another discount code to use on our web store for twenty percent off again. It's easy USA, so that's pretty cool. That is cool. I, like I, need, to buy, I need to buy some P10 magazines. I want yeah. them. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the code is just USPSA 2019. It's still valid through the end of the week. Cool. The end of this week, uh, so the 4th. And then uh, I think we'll probably use the same code at Low Cap Nationals. Just activate so, it again. Yeah, it'll be valid for like the day before to the day after. Cool. That's pretty sweet. CZ did a good job stepping up with the on the prize table, so definitely appreciate that. Yeah, the company's very supportive. Uh, a lot of companies are supportive. Like, I, I got a Blue Bullets gift certificate, so that was pretty awesome. Was, I, I guess I didn't – when I guess when I got three spots behind you, I guess I didn't see any more of those because, I well, I probably would have taken the gun. So. I, I actually passed up guns for the Bullets because they're well, more yeah. useful to me. Yeah. Ordered, ordered them today. Talked to, uh, I think it's Brenda over there, and ordered three more cases of bullets. Nice. Did, uh... And you're shooting 115s, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, also, I also got my SNS casting certificates from uh, Illinois Sectional. I won $175 for them at Illinois. So I ordered a case of bullets for them today, too. So I have, uh, have four cases of bullets headed my way, so. It's never a bad thing. Heck yeah. Uh, did you hear anybody? I think only one person went sub minor. Jared, did sub- you? I think one person might have went sub minor. I was I was definitely a little worried about it after uh, they shot the chrono like the first day or something. <laughs> and I I had uh, my ammo was uh, chronoed slightly off here at the house, so I'd look. So I had uh, loaded extra just in case, off other than what I shipped, other than the batch I'd shipped. And when I got there, I had them chrono the batch I shipped, and it was like 128, so it was good. But uh, as little margin for error as there was, I was uh, certainly worried whenever they had to switch chronos. Yeah. And the, there was a little bit of buzz going around that the scale was light, but it did not weigh my bullet light, so I don't uh, know. If it was light, it was so little off that it didn't matter. Uh, my my 115-grain bullet weighed 115.7, which is... Pretty much within like point one or point two of what I would expect to play. Yeah. So, Jeff, you should have came, man. Next year we need to try to shoot one all together. Jeff, speaking of, yeah. uh, what are you doing next year instead of? Because like, if you stick with single stack, you'll shoot single stack what in October, and then like six months later, go shoot single stack again in Talladega, right? So yeah, in April. 
But that's actually doable because it may be doable, at least on the schedule, right? I don't know about your time off and how much money you want to devote to it, but that would at least allow you to shoot production or carry optics later in October. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of, that is kind of cool. But, uh, and I like the way that they're doing next year, they're doing, you know, production and carry optics. That's uh-huh. where I, the only thing about that was, is, and you're probably going to say this, Jared, but carry optics and lemon, you're closer in gear. So, like, the scores, I think, should be closer. Then, you know, obviously production is going to get their ass handed. I mean, Ben's not, but – and Alex is not, and most of those guys won't. But most of the carry optics guys are going to – Their equal the counterparts. Combined, the combined scores at Nashville don't bother me one bit. Well, and they don't bother me either, but – By division, I care about. Yeah. Um, what I don't like, though, is I, I would like to be able to shoot uh, production and carry optics both because I use pretty much the same gun. Uh, yeah. So next year I'll probably have to pick one or I'll have to pick one or the other. That's true. I think about that. Speaking of, we have a poll up on our Facebook page, and one of those options is to create a new division, <laughs> limited <We're> not- minor. <laughs> we don't need any more divisions. We're gonna yeah. kill Lim Ten and Revolver, so we actually come out still with one less division. Jared, just, tell, tell them how stupid it is. Tell limited them. minor is awesome. <laughs> no, I'm, and I'm, I'm kidding somewhat. I yeah, think but be, you're not kidding. You're I not like kidding. it. No, no, I like it. I think it you, would be cool. But. You, know, you, know those, you know when you were a kid, those toys where you have the shapes that you had to fit in the correct hole? <laughs> he, would be, he would be that kid that's trying to get this square in the circle hole and sit here for an hour trying to figure it out. That's how dumb that is. <laughs> I just would think it'd be awesome, but it would kill the other division, so because it would be too uh, popular. Yeah, I mean, granted, I I certainly wish uh, minor was relevant in limited, but uh, it's not, and it probably never will be. So, if you want to shoot limited, you yeah. better get used to shooting major. All right. Speaking of, uh, how close was uh, was Ben and Shane? To JJ, I'm looking now. Uh, I think JJ was about 60 points up on everyone, and uh, the rest of the top five was separated by like 10 points. Yeah. So, so it was very close. What was JJ shooting, a uh, Limcat? Or? I do not know for sure. I guess he had a gun go down and had to get a backup or something, so I don't know. Yeah, I heard about that. I really don't know what he was shooting. Um. I would assume he was shooting uh, a Limcat or an Atlas because that's what he shot last year. Hey, but, here's something interesting. Um, and I, I want to know what your all's theories are on why this is. But in the top 16, all Grandmasters. Were they? Yeah. In, in Limited? Yeah. And then uh, Elias was 17. And is he's unclassified. Uh, and- He's classified and limited, isn't he? Says X. Yeah, you got an X. Uh, X is not unclassified. X means you're not a current member. What? Really? I didn't know they let you shoot. How yeah. is he not a member? He has a 10-year, right? Isn't that what TY means? Three-year. Yeah, that's, that's odd. Yeah. And then there's a master, and then a grandmaster, and master, and grandmaster. The first A class is 22. Yeah, the top 16 or... And, and then there's, and and then there's not a class until 37. 
Uh, well, in uh, in carry optics, the first B class guy was like fourth. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised more people don't shoot contingency guns in limited. Um, I don't know. I don't know if uh, the contingency program companies have uh, any options for forty. I've never looked. So I don't know. Or I don't even know if they pay contingency for that. Man, there sure are a lot of big hitters in Limited. There are. Uh, Limited is still the largest division in USPSA. Yeah, I heard Foley say that. I was surprised to know that. I don't know. I've always kind of... One question I've always wondered is, uh, what, what division is the hardest to win? I feel like there's more guys close together in Limited, but... I mean, like beating Ben in production, production. or action carry optics would probably be just as hard, if not harder. Yeah. Or open is insanely fast. But open's kind of like limited. There's several guys who are all right there. Yeah, the top uh, 10 finishers in limited were all within 10% of each other. I feel like you don't see that a whole lot. No. No, the, the level of skill of those top guys is insane. It is. Yeah. But how many national how many national champs were in the top ten? Well, JJ, uh, Ben, mm-hmm. and Vogel, Coley, Blake, yeah. Joseph yeah. Browning. Uh, Browning has not. I don't think Browning's won a national champ. And then the junior kid, uh, I don't know, is Giano. Yeah, he, I don't think he has either. But so the, the top five are all yeah. is, is have all won a national title at one time or another in one division or another. Yeah. Top five are all national champions. Blake McGinnis has won one? Yeah, I, I don't know what yeah. – it was, it was back in the mid-2000s. And uh, Shannon Smith has won one, too, in limited. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think Blake won limited, maybe. Yeah, Blake's, I think, always mainly been a limited shooter. I think he won, like, 2012 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty impressive. And then uh, old Cody, Mr. Axon, came in 12th. Yes, I was very happy. I was very happy to see my friend Cody finish in the yes. top sixteen again, and not just top, not just top sixteen, top twelve, top twelve, yeah, right. just top sixteen. You know, if you just barely etch in that sixteenth place, man. You... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you get sixteenth place, it just, just doesn't count for anything. Like you got to drive the rest of everybody around. You got to drive, be the driver. <laughs> no, I was, I was very happy to see that you got sixteenth as well. I was very happy that we both. Made yeah. in the top 16, shooting the same squad. Yeah, I was yeah. too. Pretty awesome. That made, that made me happy. Next year, top 10, both of us. Top 10. That's what I want to see. But what division are y'all going to be shooting? So I, talk- think, I think that should be a topic for our next podcast because we are at like 40 minutes on this let's, one. So let's leave probably, it at that. Probably tip it off here. Yeah. Leave them on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all three of our listeners. Oh, yeah. I did have somebody at Nationals come up to me and tell me that they enjoyed the podcast. So we have at least one listener. <laughs> yes. Awesome. That's great. <laughs> Unless they were talking about the time I was on the Shoot Fast podcast. Which That's probably what they were talking about. <laughs> it probably was. Oh, jeez. Hey, real quick. If uh, – we're all trying to get used to our microphones and have them on the same um, uh, volume. So if 
if it's too loud for y'all, comment, let us know. Um, and also we have a poll on the Facebook page that will be up for several days by the time this airs. So go to our Facebook page and vote just for uh, shits and gigs. Yeah. So we want to do as little editing as possible on this. So yeah. if, if one of us is, is too loud, then just say, hey, this person's too loud. We'll turn the mic down. Uh, we don't have to edit anything. Well, exactly. Well, we tried, like we were, Jeff and I were talking, we wanted them, all of our mics at the same ele- um, um, volume. So in that theory is that uh, we're all too loud or all too um, quiet. But I have a very loud mouth voice and uh, I'm in a bigger room, so I may be louder than everybody. But I'm trying to be soft-spoken tonight more so than normal. But anyways, cool. time to pinch it off, Je- uh, Jeff? Yeah, we're going to pinch it yep. off. Everybody go hit up the poll. And in the next episode, we'll I guess talk, we're going to we'll, talk about what we We'll talk about next year. Next year, that's right. Maybe some pet peeves, too? Uh, possibly. Okay. All right, all right. All right. See you later. Bye.